Welcome back to another episode of JR Takes. As always, Ryan and I coming at you with the latest Seattle sports news. And Ryan, we got some good news. We got some bad news this weekend. Mariners, of course, getting swept by a very good Dodgers team. Probably a potential World Series matchup if, if we get so lucky. Um, and, of course, the Seahawks knocking off the Lions in a shootout and doing it in overtime in uh, Geno-esque, Tyler Lockett-esque fashion. Um, we'll get to that in a second. I um, kind of just want to get through the Mariners and the woes that that be this weekend. Um, but, of course, they got swept, but the future is still bright. I don't know, Ryan, if you noticed, but we do play the Oakland A's this week. Uh, tonight, actually, and are they, they still the worst team in baseball? They have lost a hundred three games. Wow! Yeah, and they're that's, still. It's impressive. Uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is still, I believe, twelve games left to play. So okay, we play a three game series against the A's tonight. That can help then, balance out the Dodgers sweeping us a little uh, bit. Yeah, you, you, one would hope. One would hope, and then um, so hopefully we can take care of business there, and then we face the Rangers on the road for three games, and then. Back back at home, we face Houston and then Texas for four. So, really, the ball is in our court as far as destiny. We control our own destiny, essentially. If we can take care of business, we it, could honestly win the division. Yeah, if they win all three of those series, or I don't know if you said three or four. There's four before. series, two of them against Texas. Right. Um, if they win all those, like go two and one or whatever against those teams, they will probably be division champs by the end of it. So... Yeah, it's a tall order, but I mean that's the situation you want to be in at the end of the year, and to not te- have to hope that a bunch of teams lose and stuff like that. Right, and Texas and Houston certainly did us a favor by I think t- uh, Houston lost a series to Oakland this weekend, and then uh, Texas got beat. I think they might have gotten swept, but mm. but either way, we're still a game behind the Rangers and the Astros, so they really need to win tonight. Yeah, and I'm. Um, Honestly, probably just not even going to pay attention to the game because it seems to work out better that way when I don't watch and they win. And that's when why I do I tune in, they lose. That's so. exactly what happens for me. So <laughs> I just, I uh, I check the scores after the games are over. That's pretty much it. Um, but moving on to things that I do watch and check in with week to week, uh, the Seahawks finally getting that first dub of the season. And I will admit, I chose us to lose that game simply mainly due to our tackle situation um i thought that we would be getting Geno dropped in the backfield a lot more than he actually did and aiden hutchinson was not as big of a factor as i thought he was going no. to be and Geno, the surprised. only sack he took was that horrible play where he decided to turn into johnny manzel it looked like a madden play yeah i i <laughs> Take that play out, and it was one of the best QB performances I've seen in recent years. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the offensive line held up so well compared to our expect expectations going into the game. And I think on the podcast last week, I predicted that we were going to win 34-31, to 31, which ended up being pretty close. But, honestly, that was just because I was like, fuck it, I'm going to throw a good prediction out there. Mm-hmm. Logically, going into the game, I thought that Stone and Jake Curran were going to get obliterated by Hutchinson and... They held up remarkably well in pass protection. Um, Shane Waldron called a hell of a game. Huge improvement from last week against the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot more creativity, a lot more um, play action usage, which I always love to see. 
Still waiting for the JSN heavy game plan. I feel like that's a, a little area we can improve on moving forward is utilizing him a little better because I feel like when we're targeting him, it's way too close to the line of scrimmage. Like, get him a little further downfield. But, mm-hmm. um, man, how many games is Tyler Lockett going to just seal the deal for us and make an amazing <laughs> catch in the back of the end zone? I just I love that guy so much. I remember when we gave him the big contract in 2018. Like he had been, mostly been a good returner for a few years, and I remember at the time thinking, "Oh, that's kind of weird. We invested that much in Tyler Lockett, and now five years later, it's like that's the best money we've spent in the last five years." And uh, I I forget me and some I think me and Dylan were saying yesterday when we were watching the game, but all of Lockett's touchdowns are like kind of the same. They're all like him dragging his knee and like. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that one touchdown he had, not the overtime one. That one was awesome too. Yeah. But I think it was, yeah, the one he had when. Um, it was when we went up 24-21. He got in the back yeah, left corner yeah, in of the, the back end zone. Left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That catch, I feel like he's made that catch like a hundred times. That's what I mean. <laughs> like it's always like him dragging something right before getting out of bounds. And, it's, and, and you know, just kind of, to kind of illustrate how good he is at that. Uh, I saw today that uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars had like four chances to make that play against the Chiefs, and they went 0 for 4, where the receiver just couldn't get his feet in bounds in the back mm-hmm. of the end zone. So he does it so often, and he makes it look easy, but like clearly that's a pretty unique skill that he has there to just have that awareness of where he is on the field at all times. Yeah, and I think too, because he's not talked about so often on hard hardly at all yeah if at all uh throughout like national media that like you were saying he makes it look so easy but you forget a lot of guys can't do what he can do yeah so i think if he played for like the dolphins or like if he played for the cowboys he would be like in every commercial (laughs) like i I guarantee you that because there's no there's no objective reason why some of these guys get more fucking media attention than ty lockett and i don't care if you're a northwest sports fan you're used to it at this point if you've you know been paying attention to the seahawks and mariners other teams for a long time because it's always like this Mm -hmm. we're geographically a long ways away from where most of the teams and most of the country are and you just people don't think about the northwest until they come up here and uh, tyler lockett scores a touchdown on them yeah no one thinks to put a a tyler lockett into a buffalo wild wings commercial like sauce gardener is going to be getting that uh sort of media attention granted it's a very stupid commercial yeah i'm kind of i'm almost glad we don't have to watch that (laughs) because i feel like that would just start to piss me off after a while you know you know what you see with seattle sports is you see um quit freaking called beacon yeah (laughs) yeah we still see yeah hey hey wait wait <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the the graded greatest Seattle sports commercials. I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to the Lions game, man. Pete Carroll really got himself out of the doghouse this week because the everyone was kind of saying it without saying it. The Seahawks just were fucking underprepared for the Rams game, and ultimately that falls on him. He should honestly listen to Jameis Winston's mentor. You know what? You know how they prepared? He told them to just be prepared. <laughs> Maybe you can pull that video up. Uh, we can we can check out Jameis Winston and so just I'm typing in be some prepared, of his pre Jameis Winston. That's... Yeah, I mean the separations and the preparation. R- Russell Wilson once said so. 
I, yeah, I think we, I think Pete probably uh, had him a little bit narrowed in. If Pete needs to go to Jameis Winston for anything, we're in big trouble. How did the defense? <laughs> All right, I got it up here. In the running game, give overall shape to the way this played out, Jameis. Well, I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we were able to hear it. What did he, he say? Be, he just told us to be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how I haven't seen that one before. <laughs> But yeah, uh, they, they came out looking like a completely different unit in their execution and intensity as compared to last week. And it, it's continuing a pattern that's persisted for a few years now where, oddly enough, road games, 10 a.m. road games, the Seahawks are elite. And they're suddenly better on the road than they are at home. It's been that way for a few years now. And it doesn't make sense, but um, it's... I'm not complaining when we have games like this one against the Lions. And I had a feeling our offense would get it together because you look back at the last two times we played them before this, we put up 48 points and 51 points, I believe. So we uh, something about their defense, apparently, we uh, Shane has a, a knack for taking advantage <clears throat> of. But um, the defense, I really felt like, started to turn a corner in that second half because it didn't it didn't start off looking very great you know we mm-hmm. gave up a couple decent chunk plays in the run game and got smoked on uh trick play the flea flicker well i i know i th- said we were gonna lose going into this game but i did have a feeling like it like i know the lions beat the chiefs last week mm-hmm. but i didn't think that the lot we were gonna go in there and get our asses beat by the lions i thought that the lions might play a little bit down to our level because well first of all they're the lions Mm -hmm. so i'm going to need to see more than just one week of of victory over granted the the super bowl champs but i just i did have a feeling like things would sort of click it the game yesterday kind of reminded me a lot of the uh um the charger game last year the Mm. charger game was like one of our best games i felt like we played last year yeah i thought that was our best game last Um, year and uh, I know the defense still has a ways to go, but I mean, I don't know. It, it was kind of exactly what I sort of expected, um, minus us winning, which it was a better. And, than what and I, I mean, it was a really close. It, that was a great football game because yeah. we, we made some mistakes. The Lions made some mistakes, but both teams were kind of just, you know, throwing knockout punches at each other on offense, and both quarterbacks played exceptionally well. But the thing is, once we finally got a little bit of pressure on a quarterback, what does Goff do? He turns into the Goff we know and love, and he throws a horrendous pick six, and that is kind of the difference in this game. I mean, I don't know if we win if that play doesn't happen. And uh, it, I was glad to see that Trey Brown, although it was unfortunate that uh, Tariq Woolen got a little banged up and missed most of the game, uh, Trey Brown was looking like the guy we saw in training camp. He made a couple of fantastic plays. He had a sack. He had a pick six and just looked competent at the right cornerback position. Um, but the guy we haven't brought up so far who made his debut Sunday, Devin Witherspoon, what would you think? Um, I loved pretty much every second. I think he whiffed on like one tackle that I saw. It was like a juke move that yeah, Gibbs I put on him, yeah. but he he had already gotten the better of Diggs or, or Diggs Gibbs earlier on in the game when he made that first solo yeah. tackle. That was and one he, of my favorite plays. He of the had game. the pass breakup on um, Laporta on fourth down that was just 
awesome play. It was a, as clean of a pass breakup as you can get without committing P.I. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I feel like our secondary has been missing for years and years. And, you know, Tariq is really good at just kind of shutting down his side of the field because you're not going to beat him over the top. You just aren't. Mm-hmm. And he has the length. But the athleticism that um, Devin Witherspoon displayed on that play, like I feel like we haven't seen a play like that in years in the so. defense. And that shows the reason why we use that pick on him because you have Kobe Bryant try to make that play, and it's a catch nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. And that literally happened a couple times in that game. Uh, I like Kobe. I, I think he's a solid contributor. But I really think um, once Tariq is back, we got to take a look at maybe trying out Trey Brown in the nickel slot position because i just don't think kobe has the speed to do it and he gets kind of torched in yeah. that spot uh, but yeah devin witherspoon he's playing with an ag- a level of aggression that i what's think up? is sorely missed what's up Bobby? i got the fourth and four devin witherspoon uh bat down right here i wanted to play because it is yeah, go ahead and pull that up because this. I mean, think about it. Do we win this game if Devin if Devin Witherspoon doesn't make this play? I don't know. Fourth and four. Goff protected. Can't find anyone. Knocked away. Great play by the rookie Devin Witherspoon. And Seattle will. T- Fourth and four. Goff protected. Can't find anyone. Knocked away. Great play by the rookie. Yeah, and if you watch that play, it's not like it was a play where Goff was pressured immediately and had to throw it quick like he had time and he was uh Witherspoon is covering for a long time on that play so to stay with the tight end who's very talented and had a really like great game against us yesterday super impressive and super encouraging and um I'm just excited to see more of this kid because the over aggressiveness that kind of came back to bite him a little bit on like the flea flicker and I think on one other play it reminds me a lot of early Earl Thomas, if you can remember all the way back to 2010. Um, Earl's rookie year, he had some incredible interceptions, and he had a few plays where his instincts were just wrong, mm-hmm. and he let a guy wide get wide open for a huge touchdown and things like that. Right. But then, you know, I think with young, talented, aggressive players like that, especially when they're first starting out, you got to live with the mistakes because – you want them to get to a point where they're trusting what they're seeing and they start just reacting and not thinking as much. Because I, I think, you know, if Witherspoon can stay healthy and just keep building on these performances, we, we have one of the best cornerback duos in the league with him <clears throat> and Woolen. Well, and I think I'm, I'm really excited for next week's matchup specifically because we're playing against Carolina. They've got a rookie quarterback, and I feel like that is a little bit more... Um, I don't know what the word is. I, I guess the, the the playing field as far as their offense going against our defense, I feel like it's more of a, a matchup to be had rather than our defense going up against the Lions offense, which granted we played it good, but I feel like I'll, I'll, we'll really get to see what our defense is about and yeah. a, a defense at home too. And we may have Jamal back. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we, he had a full week of practice last week, and they were never going to play him last week. They said that early on in the week, but I think he's at least going to have a chance this week. So I agree with you, and Pete Carroll's track record against rookie quarterbacks is really good. Those and, older coaches are always really good against yeah, the younger quarterbacks. Yeah, like Bill Belichick and, and yeah. whatnot. But it, uh, in addition to that, 
Bryce Young, I think, is going to be a really good player. He mm-hmm. he showed some stuff in that first game that I really liked, but he made a ton of mistakes. He's a rookie. He's a five foot ten rookie, and you know, I he's not on the caliber of Matt Stafford or Jared. Jared Goff used to be a joke name. He's been a good quarterback. For he, a few he's seasons. a great quarterback. And uh, speaking of five ten, we'll get to it in a second. But I do want to talk about the Broncos Commanders game. Yeah, because uh, that was probably my favorite game of yesterday. Uh, watched most of that game after after ours. And well, I mean, was... our our old boy is kind of looking like his old self a little bit more. But he just that that team keeps finding new levels of excruciation when it comes to losing <laughs> i re i re-watched um the condensed well most of the condensed version of that game earlier today um and on that last play of the two-point conversion russell had jerry judy wide open i know in the corner of the end zone i saw that and it's just like dude i don't know should, Ru- russ was... made those plays five years ago i know especially when someone was open like that he would always just throw a moon ball yeah like nice easy lofted catch but the refs missed that P.I., dude. That was bullshit. <laughs> in my opinion, I, I don't know how you don't throw a flag there in that situation. Yeah. But, anywho, I, not our team, so I, ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't really care what the I was happy they do. didn't throw a flag, personally. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess to just wrap up some other footnotes about the Lions game, uh, Uchenna had a he- fucking awesome game. That force fumble he had on the opening play, I believe, of the second half just totally recaptured momentum in our favor. Mm-hmm. Um, another good player, as always, Bobby Wagner, just, you know, tackle machine. And he has been one of the best defenders in the league. In fact, I think his PFF grade against the run is tops right now in the NFL. And it maybe hasn't felt like it, but we're allowing the third lowest yards per carry in the league right now. So the run defense has been improved. Our plan in the offseason worked. The pass defense still has a long way to go. The pass rush has a very long way to go, but it's still early. I think we could figure these things out. I, I'm um, interested to see in the next couple weeks if the the run defense can maintain or if it kind of roller coasters. I don't think they'll continue to because they're giving up 2.9 yards per carry right now. That's like super elite. That's not going to make Yeah, because the Niners are like, what, three points something a yeah. carry last season? Normally, at the end of the year, the team that leads the league is they're giving up like three and a half or a little bit less. But right. N- never under three. We, did, we did have a lot of tackles for losses yesterday, I noticed. Yeah. We didn't really have too many sacks. Well, we have two sacks. Yeah. And yeah. one was on a cornerback blitz by Trey Brown, which is kind of, that's a manufactured sack, but fuck it. I don't care how you get the sack. Just get it. If we have to blitz all the time. What does that mean, a manufactured sack? Like, you're is not, it not a technical sack? No, it's a sack, but it's like, you're not, optimally, you want to be getting pressure and QB hits and sacks just rushing four um, because that's just your D line beating the O line. So the Niners get plays like that all the time. And mm-hmm. we haven't really seen much of that yet. Draymond Jones did do that once mm-hmm. um, during the game, which was good to see because that makes you feel a lot better about the giant money bag we threw at his feet right. in the offseason. Um, but, yeah, I guess b- b- by what I said, I just mean, like, you know, when Jamal Adams got, like, nine and a half sacks in 2020, like, those were design plays where they're like, Jamal, just go get him. You know? Yeah, okay. Um, so... Yeah, I, I'm I'm encouraged by what we saw on defense, and um, I don't know if we've really given enough love to the way Geno played in the game. Because, he looked great. I yeah. thought he looked great, obviously minus the Madden play, but you know what? It, that play really, it, 
I mean, it could have lost us the game, but... But it didn't. I, I, I guess if he's trying to come at it from, like, take the sack so cl- the clock keeps going or till the clock at least stops at the two-minute warning, fine. But, like, dude, you were running around for a couple... You were yeah. running around for a minute. And my biggest issue with what he did is he had Colby Parkinson wide open for the first down if he just dumps it off to him. Yeah. Like halfway through, he had a good game too. By the way, yeah, our tight end group as a whole, like if you just consider them as one person, it's it's an elite tight end. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think they combined for like nine catches for like 138 yards or something like that, which is that's excellent production out of your tight end room. Mm-hmm. So I I love the way we're approaching that position. I'm fine with not having a Travis Kelsey if you can you know make up for that production by committee. Yeah, um, and. Jake Bobo is an elite run-blocking wide receiver. Yeah, every slow-motion replay on the run plays, I always saw him leading the way. So that was very encouraging. The guy's see. just a fucking football player. There's no there's no two ways about it, and I think he's playing his way into a long-term role with this team, honestly. like I think Dariq Young, when he gets back, can be wide receiver five, and Eskridge, just trade him for a seventh-round pick. Like, I, I want Bobo to have a spot over Eskridge. He's Eskridge has shown nothing in years. Yeah. Bobo has shown that not only does he have a knack for getting open, but he has the tenacity and the run blocking and special teams ability. So quick side note about Bobo. Gotta gotta put one in every post game analysis. No, that's totally fine. And in fact that that is what you because we already have our big pass catching receivers we need guys like him to do the dirty work yeah exactly and yeah i i would be more than okay with it if he had a long-term deal um wide receiver four is fine with me because i mean we like i said we have the tight end group we don't really need that fourth receiver to be like catching passes and putting up huge numbers weekend and yeah yeah i mean that's why we drafted jsn and you know, you got to think eventually Tyler Lockett's going to hang up the cleats. But, you know, he's only 30. He's only 31, I think, 30 or mm-hmm. 31 or something like that. So <clears throat> he could play another three years, realistically, the way he plays, as long as he doesn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one guy I got to talk about that I don't want to talk about, but we have to, uh, Jason Myers. What the fuck? Yeah, it's weird. He's, like, good, really good one year. Yeah. Terrible the next year. Really good again. And then he sucks. It's again. been all the odd numbered years he's been dog shit, and all the even numbered years, like 2020, 2022, he's been one of like top three kicker in the league. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. C- yeah. Can't explain it. Um, Hopefully, he figures it out because that, <clears throat> I think it was a big, you know, contributor into us losing against the Rams last week, and it could have cost us the game yesterday. So that's the one thing he's got to get that figured out moving forward. Yeah, who are we playing next week? Panthers. Oh, duh. We already talked about this. I'm just having a <laughs> brain fart there. Yeah, Um. so any more notes on the game, or do you just want to jump into next week and as far as what we Yeah, I, I think I said all I needed to say about it. I'm happy to get the win. Feeling a lot better about the season as a whole now. 1-1 one and one feels way better than 0-2. So I think we've got a great chance here coming up with this Panthers game to make some separation from teams like the Cardinals and maybe the Rams if they stumble in the divisional race um, and get to 2-1. and one. The Rams kind of surprised me against the Niners, but... They made me feel a lot better about our loss because they played the Niners tough. They always do. I feel like those games are always, like, 
<clears throat> surprisingly Niners losses. The Niners it, have won eight in a row against them. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what it is with Shanahan and McVay, but the Niners have like owned that rivalry. Damn. Yeah, that's. Well, they used to coach together, right? They, did they? Yeah, I yeah. think. I think when they were on the. Lafleur, believe it or not, when they were on the Redskins. Yeah, Lafleur, Shanahan, and McVay were all on the Redskins. That's weird because the Redskins sucked. For yeah. like, when were they ever like? I think oh, it was. Why, man, we need to get their coordinators. I think it like, was when they had RG three before he was RG knee. Sorry. <laughs> you, can, you can cut that out. But anyways. <laughs> it's, it's turned into a soundbite, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like our chances against the Panthers <clears throat> this week. Uh, because we've been playing the run well, I think that bodes well to shutting down um, the fuck is their running back. Miles Sanders, who's been having a good season, but he's probably their biggest weapon on offense overall. I'm not really that worried about Thielen, especially if we have Witherspoon covering him. Mm-hmm. And Bryce Young, like I'm sure he'll make a few good plays, but yeah, he's going to be in a hideous, hostile environment for rookie quarterbacks on the road against a team that is more talented. Um, they did beat us last year, but I kind of consider that to be a fluke. And their top cornerback Horn is going to be out for the game, so mm. I, I I really like our chances to to kind of build some momentum here coming into our our bye week in a couple weeks. Yeah, I think this will be a sound win. I think this will be a more than I think it'll be a two score win. I think we'll win by ten. I'm I say twenty one thirty one is going to be my final. Okay, twenty one thirty one. I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna say twenty eight to thirteen. We win. Okay, it's my prediction. Uh, yeah, I just I think uh, I think the defense is finally gonna. I think there's gonna be three turnovers in the game, and that's that's gonna be what kind of blows it open. Yeah, I can and see then, that happening. Who's the Panthers running back again? Miles Sanders. Oh, and yeah. Chuba Hubbard. Right, so. that guy. I feel like that guy's been on the Panthers for like ten years. <laughs> He's weirdly <laughs> kind of good too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I mean I don't want to look too far ahead here on the schedule, but we play the giants coming up after that panthers game and if we can take get, take care of business against the panthers the giants even though they had a big comeback it was they look like shit and saquon is going to be out for the game against them so as horrible as things seemed coming out of that rams game and we may end up really looking back at that game and regret as the season goes on and playoff seating playoff seating becomes a factor um we have a really good chance to start three and one heading into our bye and get fully healthy heading into the hard part of our schedule so who do we play week four giants oh we're gonna destroy them then yeah i think so okay it's it's on the road on a monday night game in new york new jersey but uh i don't believe in danny jones to to me he's always gonna be danny diapers so i i I don't sucks i don't see him doing shit it took them seven quarters to score a touchdown against the fucking cardinals and who did they play week one the cowboys yeah well i mean the cowboys are at least good but even fucking uh zach wilson could throw a touchdown against them so who also sucks yeah he's very bad (laughs) (laughs) i want i almost wanted him to do better just because it would be a feel-good story he he he's just not that guy no he's he's really not uh I don't know. Don't really have much more to say than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to go into next week or this week. Beat the Panthers. 
by 10, like I said. And then, yeah, the the Danny, that's going to be an ass beating like Mm. it was last year. Yeah, I just think we match up really well against them, and especially with Saquon being out, he's their X factor. I mean, their receiving core is just poop. It, and yeah, it's bad. Waller could be annoying, but again, he's injured every day. Yeah, and the guy throwing them the ball is just like, whenever they put the camera on him, he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, you know, he like, looks really scared all the time <laughs> and confused. Yeah, like he doesn't know how he like he just woke up. <laughs> it's like they took that play where Eli Manning looked really confused, and they're like, we need that version of Eli Manning in a permanent body (laughs) (laughs) that for some reason can run fast yeah no so anywho that's all i got for this one yeah yeah um hopefully the m's can sweep the a's and hopefully we can beat the panthers this weekend yes so onwards and upwards here in seattle correct all righty well thanks for listening and we will catch you on the next one yes sir